0: Welcome back, Mr. Howell. How are you doing this week? I know it's been a week. I wanted to check in with you. All
1: is quite well, Dr. Burnett. Quite well, indeed.
0: Tell me about uh, how how did, did you make any changes in your ideas about what you wanted to do? Well,
1: I took your advice under consideration, and that I must say, okay.
0: That's great maybe, because you're paying for it. <sighs>
1: <laughs> so true, so true. Well, I was thinking maybe I am uh, creating expectations. Uh, uh, you have to understand that that's the nature of how I was raised. Uh, you always set the bar at a the highest level possible. It it is up to you to achieve it.
0: Wow. So, can you tell me like who who was that? Like who taught you how to do that? Was it your mom or your dad or a grandparent or
1: Well, you have to understand. I come from a Quite wealthy family, uh, which also uh, contributes to the expectations I spoke of. Very high expectations. Uh, mother and father both were very successful in their careers, and uh, we were expected to be just as successful, if not more, to, to carry on the family name.
0: So let's let's just talk a little bit about like when you were a child and like in elementary school, I would imagine that you probably went to a really nice school, private school. Uh, the best. I'm sure. And what kinds what kind of expectations did were there about grades?
1: Well, I can remember as early as kindergarten. I mean, who would use a blue crayon on a wool suit? Like uh, so we were expected to make sure that the the color coordination matched the fabric. Uh I can remember yes, kindergarten was quite rough indeed. But uh, other than that, um, and, grades. And,
0: well tell me tell me, who like who would say that to you? Was it your mother or your father, like is somebody in the fashion industry?
1: Uh no, uh, <laughs> fashion was is, is, is something that we took very very uh, seriously. It, it was it's it's a part of the culture, I would say. Right. But, but to uh, move forward, I, I I just know that it was expected that if the highest grade is a one hundred then you were always to expect a 110. You always look for opportunities for bonus points.
0: Wow. In everything that you do. So you were taught to perform and excel and do things perfectly?
1: (laughs) Perfection is a myth. What we were taught to do was the the best.
0: The best.
1: The best.
0: Okay. So, that instilled in you a belief system that you, what, had to come at things with gusto? Like, you used gusto ah, last time. Word.
1: Yes, gusto. That's the perfect word to use, I must say. Yes. yes with gusto.
0: And so, <laughs> you're just, you have these amazing qualities about you, uh, Mr. Andrew. Um, and well, Thank so, you. Thank you very much. So, did you feel like you ever got the... You met your parents' expectations.
1: Well, well, no, no, I I cannot say. I must say I have been quite successful in in all of my endeavors, and and mother and father have always uh, given me their acceptance in their own way. Uh, But it's more of a a self-encouraging. I I always push myself to the next level. So wherever I am, I know that I can go
0: higher. Okay. And so— I just I'm just trying to understand was your like can you tell me what kind of a business your father is in? Finances. Finances. Yes. And so then you can always grow money. But it doesn't grow on trees. I understand that. It's too bad. <laughs> too bad.
1: But no you can always do better. You could always uh, take your your accomplishments you can you can wallow in them and go nowhere or you can recognize that there's more that needs to be done
0: so let me let me let me ask you one more thing. Was there ever a, a place of just acceptance and you you know we love you, you've done your best. Maybe it wasn't a perfect grade or one hundred or a one ten, but we accept you for who you are and how you've done.
1: We don't think that is a productive uh, time to be spit i i i are you asking me, do I do that or are you asking don't quite understand your question
0: so we typically learn how to do things for ourselves based on the ways that we've been taught. And so did either of your parents accept you like, oh, honey, like give you a hug. I, I, you know, you've done the best that you could and I love you anyway, even though it wasn't an A.
1: Oh, that sounds very Little House on the Prairie-ish. Uh, I must say, uh, no, we we did not in, uh, participate in such endeavors. Uh, it was more uh, of an encouragement in the sense of, uh, I recognize that you may have tried, but don't really quite believe you tried your hardest. Show me what you could do better.
0: You know what, Andrew? That that makes me very sad. I feel very sad inside for you because always having to prove yourself in that way must be extremely difficult. Do you ever feel a sense of sadness inside?
1: Uh don't think sadness. I, I would, you have to understand. I don't think sadness is how I would describe it. Uh, there, There's often times where uh, I'm not sure. You, you've, you've stopped me, Doc. You've stopped me with that.
0: Okay. Well, I tell you what. Let's take a break for just a second, and uh, we'll come back at some point and, and touch base back on this. How's that? Sounds good. Nisa is a capital company that helps connect those who are from countries outside of the United States to access funding and legal assistance using specific programs that are flexible in order to enhance a project's success. NYSA Capital is a global professional services firm that's headquartered in Atlanta and has locations in Miami, India, China, Korea, Vietnam, and Latin America. So, could your nonprofit use $10,000 per month in free Google advertising? Since 2003, Google has donated free advertising to over 20,000 nonprofits in over 50 countries throughout the world. They've helped them raise millions of dollars in cash donations, recruiting in volunteer work, and in raising awareness for their causes. Visit epicgrowth.com, that's E-P-I-C dash growth dot com, to see if your nonprofit organization is eligible for this $10,000 in free advertising today. And a great big thank you again to our sponsors for helping us to put this show on the air. I do hope that you are enjoying it. Again, if you would like to help us out in a little bit, a little bit, we would encourage you to Google "food, faith, and feelings" and Mana Fund, and that will help us with um, the Google Analytics and also put it out there. And please share this with three people in your life if you think that this could help them if they're uh, dealing with some of the things that Andrew is dealing with. Please tell them about our show. We are trying to provide um, sort of a therapeutic view of the, you know, what people really just deal with and try and provide some encouragement in terms of those things. And we're back for the last five parts of our What's Your New? And because, you know, we don't have to get it all in one show.
2: Right, right. So the last show we talked about What's Your New? A lot of people have New Year's resolutions that they go into the New Year with and um, instead of the kind of the regular, what's your news, uh, kind of, you know, everyone's focused on their body or focused on, uh, I'm an exercise. We, we started off with some things that you can do that'll be different. Um, and like Jeannie just said, it can be done over the course of the full year. It doesn't have to be all be done in January. <laughs> but uh, we started off last week uh, praise, don't criticize, do 10 new things, donate small portions regularly. Invest in someone. And number five, go to therapy. So starting off this week uh, with number six, a lot of people, I've heard this often, people say, I'm going to read a book, you know, or, or, you know, get a good book to read. And and there's nothing wrong with that. That, that could be a great no, thing. No, no,
0: no. They're wonderful. Right. Um, Lots of pleasure and lots of um, counseling books out there. But one of the things that I always encourage my clients to do, you know, there's a lot of but there's a lot of people out there that will say, "Well'll read this book." In fact, we were talking about um a codependent the codependent no more book, which is great, and it, it brings insight. and what I encourage people to do is write a book. Don't right. just read a book. Write your own story because right. what we are the way that we are built is when things come in, like if you tell me a joke, I'm going to laugh. and I don't know if you guys have ever been in a quiet place like a funeral or someplace where you're not supposed to laugh at something funny, especially a big laugh. Like I I have big hearty laughs. It hurts to keep a laugh inside. If someone says something funny, it hurts. And so um, we are created to bring things from the inside of who we are to the outside. And so that's why I suggest that people write their story, write a book, write a letter um, do these things to get things out of themselves. It's one of the most therapeutic things you can do for yourself.
2: Right. Um, there's, and there's several different ways you can do that. There's, there's no set in stone way, no cookie cutter way. Um, i actually just purchased a book for my oldest daughter. Uh, it's, it's called writing Prompts three is 500 writing prompts. And oh, that's and, wonderful. Right. I mean, and the writing prompts are anything, uh, from today I felt like to, my favorite trip is or my food tastes like, <laughs> I mean anything, but yeah. it's 500 writing prompts. And just to go through, it gives you a place to start. Cause I've heard people say, well, I've tried the journal I've tried and I get bored with it. And so the writing prompts kind of initiate the start of the conversation Then you can take it wherever you want.
0: And you know, you, you just reminded me that um, we have a, another website that is specifically designed for people who have eating disorders or for their loved ones, you know, parents, friends whomever and there is an area in there that's the therapeutic suggestions and we actually have questions or ideas sort of those prompts for people to journal on that they can use therapeutically and just you know help themselves that way right. when they're struggling with something
2: great segue for our next what's your new since you said help themselves that's right number 7 is practice self care at least once per month
0: Yes, Carlos, you've even prompted me to do this. What yes. are you doing for yourself? Exactly. And sometimes it is get a massage. Sometimes it is go for a walk. It doesn't have to right. cost money. People like to find excuses to not do things.
2: Right. Like take a day off work.
0: Or take a month off
2: work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and, and it could be anything. It's, it's totally up to you. What, what is your self-care? I, I'm a movie guy. I love going to the movies. I for, do too. For, there are times when I go to the movies by myself. And for me, it's therapeutic. I, I, that's, I love the environment. I love the, I get lost in the movie, whatever it may be. So it could be anything that is nurturing and nourishing for you.
0: Right. I, I love, I love that one. And so many people like I have a very good friend who has is so supportive and so helpful and she's going through a really rough time. And, um, you know, last year I offered her to come down to the beach with me free of charge, but there's, she's just struggling with some stuff and she feels like she can't go. And so it, um, you know, take opportunities and you, Something, is good, something good's going to happen. It could happen.
2: Exactly. put yourself in a position where you are encouraging. I mean, it goes back to what we said from the beginning, praise, don't criticize. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times those things, you've got to put yourself in an environment that allows you to praise. And if you're, you're constantly feeling like you're under the thumb, it makes it difficult to encourage yourself. And so doing something for yourself, like getting that massage. Uh,
0: love massage. Oh, foot massages around here. $20 for 30 minutes. You can't beat that. And it's amazing. It helps. I don't know
2: if I want someone to rub it on my feet for 30 minutes.
0: Well, you're a guy, but I'm I, telling I'm just, you, it I is don't, amazing. I don't know about that. It's amazing. Like, it's wonderful. That's okay. five
2: minutes of
0: toe <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy, Carlos. Oh my gosh. So let's go into another different kind of self care. And I love this whole philosophy behind it. And that is eat dessert first.
2: I love that. I really do. I, Who I doesn't
0: you. want a chocolate chip cookie for dinner?
2: Exactly. But no, it's not for dinner. It's just before dinner. It's the Before appetizer.
0: dinner, you're, right, you're right, correct. Right. You are correct. Sorry. It's the appetizer. But if it's a big chocolate chip cookie, it might be your dinner. <laughs> but just, you know.
1: And that's, that's just enjoying life. Yes,
2: that's, that is. We have been taught that this, this is how we eat. And, and we have these courses that this is supposed to come first and then the second course and the third course and the fourth. And again, this rigid mindset of this is how you're supposed to do it. What's wrong with just being a kid and saying, you know what? I'm going to have my chocolate cake first.
0: Well, I, I recently went out to uh, dinner with my family and I, I happened to know the head chef and um, he thought we were finished with dinner. And so he literally, he, you know, brought us, pie, and banana pudding, and cookies, and so we're all there starving, and we ate.
2: And you hadn't had dinner yet.
0: We hadn't had dinner yet, <laughs> and it was so good, and and then, so people were like, I mean, you know, somebody at the table was like, well, what are you going to do with your dinner? I was like, I'm going to take it home. <laughs> And I took the dessert, the, the, what I didn't eat from a dessert home. It was great. I
2: love that. I love it.
0: It was fun. But I love the whole, like, you know, dessert is something that people look forward to, that they enjoy. And, you know, you can always fit chocolate in your your belly. I mean, I can. It's one of those things. I can be stuffed. Yes. But chocolate, yes. I can always fit in there. I mean, it's, you know, you don't have to eat the whole candy bar. You can eat a piece. And so, but I love that philosophy about life, which is enjoy just enjoy except right. I mean there's acceptance therapy right we accept what's going on and sometimes it's difficult but sometimes I mean I like to bring joy I like I, I crack jokes in the middle of a therapy session if it's my therapy session or someone else's because it just you know laughing and bringing joy brings about healing chemicals right those endorphins are amazing exactly. and so it makes us feel better and we so if we can dump what we're, we're afraid of or what we're feeling or what we're, you know, the, the pain, and then we can laugh at the end of that and kind of learn to laugh at ourselves and right. not continue to criticize ourselves,
2: mm-hmm.
0: life is wonderful.
2: I love how all, all of these, these 10 what's your news are really building on one another. And, and a lot of them are connected to other things that we've said. And what you're mm-hmm. saying right now, even with the acceptance, uh, number nine is let it Go.
0: And, you know, I, I can't help but think of Elsa. Go ahead. No, I can't sing. No, I'm ahead. not going to hurt ahead. people's ears. Go
2: ahead. Do it. Do Let it.
0: it go. You go, Let girl. it go. <laughs> I told Ow. you I can't sing.
2: <laughs> it was much better you doing it than me, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe we should do a duet. <laughs> no. <laughs> so so the thing is, is that, you know what? Because we are human, we mess up. And sometimes mm-hmm. we really mess up big.
2: And we're going to.
0: And, and so what I encourage people to do like we talked about earlier is that um, I think God created us to grow and I have made so many messes. I have two businesses. I had my practice mana treatment and then created man fund and I have screwed up so much over the years, over the last 10, 11 years, but because of those mess ups and I didn't quit, I grew. And so those, those, those things that I messed up, I've grown from and now things are just thriving for us. And so I'm very excited about that. It's, it's been wonderful. And so I encourage people to let go of their fear, let go of their pain, get it out. And like you were telling me earlier today, move on,
2: move on. That is it. Um, there's this, 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 um, the spoken word piece that I do. Oh, I, I, I love might your be, spoken word. Be appropriate, but uh, it says, uh, "While we are here, our mission is clear: get as much out of life before we leave this sphere, because life is always teaching, always preaching, and life demands an offering. So we're always reaching in our pocket, because you have to pay for this class. But in that process of, of living, we're always growing. There's there's always information coming at us. There's always things coming at us, and it's on us to pay the price of living." And learning and those mistakes is the price that you pay to learn something new to learn something different about life and then you make the necessary changes you renew your mind towards those things and then you grow and you keep going but to be able to grow you have to let go you you, can't, right. you cannot hold on to the past mistake or the, the past failure or, or whatever it might be
0: because if you don't and you continue to remind yourself of that pain it's like being on a merry-go-round and expecting to go a, a mile down the road And you are just not going to get there except being in more pain because where we focus is where we are going.
2: Right. Exactly. And that I think is a great segue over to number 10. See each day as a new day and a new opportunity.
0: Every day.
2: Because we're focusing, if you focus focusing on that, that, that opportunity for tomorrow. That's carrying you into it. i I'm always looking at, as long as you're looking at the mistake of yesterday, then you're focused, you're stuck there. You're stuck at, yeah, I didn't do that right, though, or, or I didn't do what I needed to do, or I made a bad choice, or even if it's connected to a person that you had in your life at one time. Looking at tomorrow, recognizing that it is an opportunity for something new. I've never been there. I've never seen it before, and I believe that it's going to be much better than what today is.
0: You're right. Uh, I, you know, and, and the other thing that I think about is a lot of times when people I, I have, you know, a lot of friends on Facebook. And so the people that are a little older, you know, in their 60s and 70s and some in their 80s, well, they're not typically on Facebook. But you hear stories about how people that are in the later later phases of life, they're just thankful that they've woken up. And that there's another day. In fact, I have a friend that has terminal cancer, stage four. And it's it's been amazing watching how joyful he is about life and that he is truly grateful that he can w- go to the beach. Like It's exhausting for him to just go for a, a walk down the block. But he is so joyful for just the little things in his life now. Right. And I think that... I mean, I know that when I lost a friend um, several years ago, it made me I was 29 or 30 years old and it made me realize like, oh, my gosh, we don't we're not here forever. And it just brings about this whole new meaning of what's new
2: right? and appreciation. You know, um, you don't you don't want to wait till certain things are limited before you start appreciating what you have. It's, it's right here, right now. We can all appreciate that. And I've I've talked to individuals before about real simple things like your electricity is on in your house. Right. And there's people who never think about that. But if you were to go into a house that hasn't had any electricity, it doesn't have running water, then all of a sudden those things start to mean something to you. But right here where you are, the fact that you open up your refrigerator and there's food in there, that's, that's an amazing thing. That's awesome. Going into the new year, that's something you can... Be thankful for and appreciative of.
0: Well, and I'm going to mention this before we go into our verse of the week. But you have girls. You have a bevy of girls. And how quickly do they grow up?
2: Oh, my gosh. A whole lot faster than what I thought. Uh, when my oldest was a newborn, actually I actually had an a older woman tell me, she said, enjoy her because she's going to grow fast. And my thought was, whatever. And like, less, of, less than a month later, she was her feet was on my chest. It was like, oh, my gosh. And now she's 19 in her second year of college. So it, it, they grow very fast.
0: And we're going to go into our verse of the week now. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Imagine what could happen if you prayed that every single morning. Every morning. You just resonated on that because we as people are kind of dumb. And so what we have to do is we have to remind ourselves. And so if you remind yourself, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Just imagine what God could do. That's your challenge. That's your homework for the week. I like to give homework to my clients. So every day this week, I want you to say that verse. And uh,
2: with sin, it also creates an expectation for it.
0: And God can meet that expectation. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Keep listening. Keep coming back and tell three people.
2: At least. Right. Yeah.